Welcome to our next conversation of the Wisdom Lovers. I am Aurora. And I'm Kadesh. And the inspiration of the conversation today is to explore the concept of embracing suffering. Um, and why that topic? Actually, that's something that um, we discussed deeply a week ago. Um, and a friend was very interested and encouraged us to, to bring this to the podcast. And in this particular situation, a week ago, you and I, Aura and Kadesh, were moving through some challenges in our intimate relation. Um, and I was realizing or recognizing my tendency to want to run away when things get tough. So in the midst of conflict, um, when there is frustration, anger, hurt, especially with my beloved, it kind of becomes overwhelming. I have a deep sense of that I have failed or that I'm being manipulated or forced into something that I'm not okay as I am. And it's just becomes overwhelmingly painful. And I see that there's a great solution possible and that's just to leave it all. Which in the end, with support of great friends, part of our, uh, our community members here in our community that we are living in. With their support, I was actually able to stay and listen to you, listen to what you had to bring. Um, finally, hours later, I was able to bring more in <laughs> my side. Mm -hmm. Daring to speak up what I'm, I was experiencing. So, what came through there from your transmission was this way of choosing to live, not avoiding suffering, not numbing, um, bypassing, whatever we call it, but to actually embrace suffering. So, can you elaborate on that? Like, what what does this mean to you? Yeah. Well, I guess this is uh, something that is relevant to every human being, basically. Um, that is in a conscious enough state to um, know that it can choose if to feel or avoid feeling rather than only automatic patterns. Like, at, there needs to be at least a tiny glimpse of uh, awareness around the fact that I might put some things in my subconscious or unconsciously. I'll keep them unconsciously or like in the shadow. And after all, what is suffering is just a feeling. It's a feeling which we interpret as suffering. But it is not really suffering, it's just a certain feeling, it's a certain input. And the fact we interpret it as suffering means in a way that we want to avoid it. So then we don't meet it. when then the um, awareness cannot grow into that part. Okay, just mm -hmm. maybe on that note, um, when you say the uh, avoiding suffering, so maybe the essence of the suffering is the resistance to what we are feeling. So is that the essence of the suffering? Is the resistance itself, not what is arising? Um, depends what you mean by the essence of suffering. If um, for example, you mean the essence of its existence. It, I can uh, look at it as uh, 
um, mark it's very similar to pain pain uh, if you have a pain in the body there are two types of pain basically one is pain that it tells you don't go further because it's making a damage and then there is another type of pain that is just because it is unfamiliar sensation and you don't know if it is okay to go further or not now what is the default interpretation of pain is like avoiding it same is with suffer around feelings it's avoiding that feeling the thing with feeling it is um usually like the second type of pain like the type that is just because we don't know it and we can actually if we lean into it uh, an easy example is if you do headstand and you're not used to doing it and you stand on your head and you feel that pain on the top of your head from the floor or from uh, the stiffness because it's not used to that pain or if even if you use the elbows you can feel the pain in the elbows but this pain is not creating damage to the body it's just a pain of adoption to a new situation so when you allow that pain to be and you rewire the way you interpret it is instead of pain which means something to avoid of it is a sensation which is something that you can gently come more and more into it and explore what is that and you can actually learn deeper nuances of how you can balance yourself better with the head being more aware of subtle differences of putting the head and how it pushed the bone in that way or that way like the angles in equivalent to that is like with the feeling that with suffer when you lean into that you learn there are automatic patterns that are acted there and it doesn't have to be exactly like that and the situation the dynamic can be actually more harmonious which means awareness come more into that there is more possible understanding when we avoid something we cannot understand it when we meet it we can more understand it and feeling is very much around meeting another which is of course a reflection of meeting ourselves. so we can also get to know ourselves better and extract in a way what we are from what we think we are or what is the default of the the thinking that we are like the default idea so it's kind of like um i mean of course there can be also uh leaning into suffer as uh, from a place that is a uh, sadistic that want to create suffer and that is a possibility which is also sadistic towards oneself which is a self-destructive pattern uh, but if you dig into the root of that it is also based on the trying to avoid the suffering it just um respond that is uh like this is the best that this person knows for that point of uh, evolution with the second type of pain that you mentioned you said the words <clears throat> we are about to experience something that is unfamiliar mm -hmm. or unknown yeah so from the place that we do know there is pain and we don't know if on the other side of this pain is there damage or is there actually freedom yeah or something new like a new way of 
perceiving life or whatever. Yeah. F- more freedom to choose consciously instead of being overrun by patterns. Yeah. Um, so how does one know? Like standing in the point of all my previous understandings and on- the only thing I see is the pain. How do I know if there's damage on the other side of that pain or if there's actually benefit? So if you're asking about pain, it is to know basic anatomy. It's like, it's just to know the anatomy, to know how the body functions. And then you can involve the sense-making like into the interpretation of what that is instead of uh, being fully conditioned uh, in how you respond to that, being reactive instead of acting from a more conscious place or wiser place that can say, okay, but this I know it's not a dangerous pain. I have enough knowledge on that. This is about the body. But I guess you also ask about the feelings. So around suffer. So this is actually way more simple around suffer. Because then you can check your intention. What do you care about in that moment? And as long as it is uh, to meet the other with love, or, um, I mean, as long as you can find within yourself a place that is about love, then you can just lean into the suffer. It's only healthy uh, suffer. It's like only uh, making you more free, liberating suffer and not damaging. But for example, still using or going back to the example that I gave before Mm -hmm. our dynamic last week. Yeah. In that case, it felt very aligned and from love that actually I took distance very consciously. Mm hmm. Uh, so where like but maybe out of love yeah of well okay so maybe let's focus on what do I mean when I say love Mm -hmm. Um, love I find as in a way the feeling of that um, essence that unifies us. It when we open more into love, we actually connect more. It's what connects us. It's not what separates us. It does e- exist in a way between us. But to focus on that is not creating more distance. But this. Hmm. I'm a bit confused because okay. from the teaching of Bruce Leon with like holding the tension like when conflict arises mm-hmm. there there are polarities meeting there is something that does not merge obviously because my old pattern is to want to just come back to the middle from the polarity from the tension and to just like merge in the middle and like in to I thought that, that was resolving things but it was in a way just not really dealing with them and now I'm more practicing to like okay there is conflict there is tension and sometimes there's benefit in actually allowing that to be so each pole can get to know itself better while not coming too soon to make a mush in the middle. It's like the two polarities in a way holding the tension and then when time is right and when the um, circumstances are right, they actually collapse in the middle out of pure love or what like love is, love reveals itself. So that's my understanding from his teaching. So, and, and that's something that I've been exploring within myself and I actually find more truth in compared to my previous way of reacting to conflict where it was like needing the other to meet me right away to resolve it and find harmony and 
not have any tension. Um, okay, it's your way of understanding his teaching, but maybe let's focus more on how you understand it rather than if it is exactly what he say because he's not here. Um, and I would just reply upon your understanding and not about what he's saying. This mm -hmm. is what I mean. Sure. Um, so to allow the tension to be, like if you go away, you don't allow it to be. You just, it stays like that. But if you want to keep the tension, then stay and keep the tension. Why then run away? Because then it is avoiding the tension. The, the thing is, yeah, it is to embrace also the tension. It's not to bypass it. And this I understand what you say. It's like instead of bypassing it and, and bypassing part of yourself and say, okay, let's come to resolution and, and put... Uh, the tension uh, aside and like because it we don't want to now have that i'm not talking about that i'm talking about yeah let's keep the tension but acknowledge that it doesn't matter what amount of tension we hold with each other now we acknowledge that there is something deeper that connects us and I can say it in a way like if you are angry you cannot be angry if there is nothing you care about if you are angry at someone it means you care for that someone or you care for something you can be angry at someone that is uh, damaging others because you care about the others and you can be angry about someone that you care about because you want to meet that someone deeper and you cannot so in any case you care about there is there is there like the care as the expression of the loving like you love that thing that you care about and this is one example. And the thing is that love underlies every pattern. Also fear, for example. If you're afraid from something, it means there is something you care about enough that you are actually afraid that it will change. There is something you love that you don't want it to change. So if you hold that fear and you stay in it and in that tension in that intensity and expressing that fear and confronting what is terrifying for you in that sense and acknowledging what you care about rather than avoiding what you don't want you focus on what you do want and allowing yourself to feel all the fear that is there then it can be moving and resolved. But if you avoid, it's just stuck in that way. Same with frustration or anger, which is kind of another spectrum. If you just go because you're angry, so the, the communication cannot mm. continue. And, and also, uh, of course, also heartbreak also sadness it's also because you care about something that the difference with that one it's easier to meet because uh it's more a clear perspective like anger is more trying to go through a wall even though there is no door there comparing to the sadness that understand okay there is a door or there is no door and I cannot pass through. There is more acknowledgement of that and grief. Even more, I'll add another piece. Um, all these feelings, fear, anger and sadness as like um, atomic feelings or like fundamental feelings, they are all based on a gap between 
the wanted and the existed. Like, there is what I want and there is what is, and there is a certain gap between them. They all, that's why they kind of experienced generally as negative feelings, because we want something different than what is. The sadness is the only one that acknowledge exactly what is and accept it and griefing on the fact that what I want does not exist. But if I'm angry, I am acknowledging what is and I'm not willing to accept it and I will try to change it even if it is not possible. So I'm investing energy there. I'm trying to break a wall. And the fear is even more uh, in a way consciously regressed in a way uh, response in the sense that I'm even not acknowledging for that there is a wall I'm just uh, repressing it or disassociating or becoming unaware to the fact like just I cannot handle that and the flight response is in a way uh, kind of in, in that sense, avoiding, not acknowledging that there is the whatever um, it's like on that repression is based on fear. So. I guess that's that brings up for me on that case last week. Um, like staying in the situation and holding the tension mm-hmm. was not really something that I was capable of doing because in the situation the tension is too intense for me to handle it's like overwhelming so I don't know how to handle it I don't know how to be fully present without dropping the tension and to be like, okay, okay, and just dropping into the middle. Not able to hold my pole in the tension. So let's like, if, if I put it as like plus and minus, mm-hmm. if we say that you are holding the plus and I'm holding the minus, like in that case, in the situation as it was, um, not able to hold it and I would just collapse, knowing that that would not lead to any good because it has happened in the past where I, in a way, drop into codependency or or like I bypass my truth I don't allow myself to bring it in because the anger that I feel from the plus or just the intensity of the energy of the dynamic is too intense that I cannot I'm not strong enough to hold and then the option was either to collapse if I stay close which I didn't want to keep doing so I took the distance instead until the right situation circumstances happened which was two people staying with us one really guiding the conversation um, making sure that both could be heard and like slowing down the tempo if it raised and and in that case I could actually hold my point without collapsing into the middle why because of my it, tendency of, why you call it middle where are you um, collapsing? Well, maybe just like that's the image that I have is like in a way the cross and mm-hmm. there is a middle where there is a resolution. So you collapse into the resolution? Which isn't the resolution, it's bypassing. It's like it's 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 broken, it's not whole in a way. I'm, I'm in a way jumping over to the plus. Well, not well. I, I'm truly am a minus, and it's not allowing the truth to reveal itself from the polarity, from the duality of these this meeting. Or, or in a way, um, letting go of the pole, like avoiding the situation. In a way, not. Um, yeah, like not holding the pole. Yeah, it's like, okay, there is a specific dynamic going on. I don't like how it is. You don't like how it is. And we're kind of like acknowledging that and meeting that with 
frustration and exhaustion and sadness. Maybe like a lot of emotions can come up. So the way that we have been playing, the game that we have been playing up until now, Game. It's now, yeah, like dynamic, like per, like dynamic in com, like in um, yeah, dynamic communication or something dynamic. It's like the dynamic that we have been using is outdated. It doesn't work anymore. We don't want to play it. So something needs to change. Mm-hmm. And you have a certain viewpoint and perception of how it is and what is working and what is not working. And I have something else. What I like, what I don't like. And if I cannot hold my point, because I'm too afraid of the tension in the dynamic, I just let go of what I like and what I don't like, and I just agree on your likes and and dislikes, Uh, instead of holding it and finding a way and being able and be able to actually have the conversation, to actually come to a common understanding of our differences. And also misunderstandings and find the way, okay, how do we want to move on forward? What is the upgraded version? If I collapse, there is no upgrade. I just wouldn't say that you agree on mine. It's not true that you agree. You just cancel yourself. Yeah, And that's exactly the thing. The the becoming unconscious, not existing, disassociating, running away, like not, not being present anymore. And then... There is no one to meet in a way. It's like, it's not acknowledging there is a wall. And and frustration is in a way more evolved meeting in the sense that, okay, there is a wall, let's do something about it. Let's try to break it. And the grief is like acknowledging we want and we cannot in that way and when we surrender into that then there can come even more of a perspective to say oh maybe there is another way yeah while the while the time trying to avoid and and flee the situation it's more hopeless it's like okay there's no hope here there's no way through this there isn't another way and i just need Mm -hmm. to get away Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, it's like the least evolved approach. Yeah, fear is kind of the most uh, primal uh, uh, feeling than than these. Like yeah, and just like it's been such um, a dominant feeling in my life experience is to have fear. But you also expressed that you cannot because you're too afraid so about the capability about like i don't agree that you cannot it's just the best you know and this is what you think that serves you best in a way that's why you do that you you think that what serves you best is to be not knowing say like i don't know what i just said i don't know what you say i don't know what i want i don't know what i feel like it, you think that that will serve you better to be in that situation, in that uh, um, behavior. But it's in a way also not as authentic because somewhere deeper you do know all these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but and it's like a disassociation and bl- choosing blurriness mm-hmm. and kind of just numbness and play freeze mm-hmm. to... Yeah, that's yeah. repressing. Yeah. That's actively taking something and keeping it in the shadow or in the unconscious. And like the mo- the most amount of data kind of in the in the psyche goes into the unconscious in, in fearful reaction. In in anger also some go into the unconscious, but less amount in grief also, but less amount and and so on. It's like we as more we evolve the emotional complexity responses, we can become more aware and and the dynamic become more efficient. Um, and and the the idea that you say that you are unable, this is in itself. Um, 
keeps you in that way because you are always able it's all matter of will but the will is in a way prismed which means kind of like conditioned through the the conscious or through the the consciousness through how the brain is wired which then if it is wired in a pattern okay when i meet that i will choose to forget and be unaware of that then it this is the default pattern until you change the wiring and you can change the wiring and you can choose to act differently it you are not not able you are able it's just matter of will but in order for the will to be there it needs to be strong enough and it can either come from you which means you had a sufficient amount of suffer and you cannot bear it anymore and you just break through that or it can come with a support that uh, inspiring support like like uh, there was uh, from the the people that supported us right i mean i i i get what you mean but i find what about trauma like what about um yeah. like polyvagal theory and like this where the 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 development of the nervous system has mm -hmm. never experienced this intensity of situation before there has never been a parent nervous system that actually holds space for us to allow ourselves to to do the rewiring so like it i mean because my experience and I, maybe i'm just like come because i have that idea i'm making this journey of mine more complicated but for my experience has been that in some cases when there is a new level of intensity the second pain that you spoke of where there is a meeting pain and it's just into a completely unknown territory if there is certain safety in in the situation then i trust enough to allow the material like to, to to allow the uh, rewiring to happen instead of holding on to old survival mechanism or something like how like how do you bring the nervous system into it and and trauma specifically when people have deep traumatic experiences in their mm -hmm. system so what you say um in a way uh, when the situation can allow you enough trust then you can open so trust is a certain key now as less you depend trust on external setting and you find more and more uh something that you can relate to that is independent of the situation that you can trust and ultimately in my view like can you trust love if you can trust that so you can just go through whatever and these whatevers so that relates to your question about trauma can go through any trauma and in a way what is trauma trauma is basically a, a situation in life that was teaching us something and in a, like cognitively to have a trauma or to learn a um, new way to calculate uh, something in math like or just that a new place exists that you didn't know it's like it's just creating of new wirings in the brain it's just learning something but with a trauma there is kind of an obsessive investment of uh, mental effort to keep it as um, something to avoid of and and to choose to be also not aware it's like conscious choice to be not aware and then it's a loop like it's a repression because it can just teach you oh a situation can be like that and that's it and then you can just learn from it but you keep there a certain emotional charge in a way when like it is kept in that loop 
of that investment of energy. You or anyone or like, or me, yeah, of course. Um, but that's how trauma works. And trauma also is uh, usually formed with a certain level of intensity of feeling. And it can only be healed with an equal or higher intensity of experience. It cannot be healed with a less intense experience. So you can have a trauma and you can do process on it and understand, oh, I have a trauma, I have this post-traumatic traumatic, uh, behavior in that. But you have not gone to the feeling fully in the same intensity. So now you you kind of splitting your personality even more. There is that part in me that is not fully together with me and it's somehow... Uh, behaving differently and then you coming back to other part of your personality and say oh but I actually didn't want but although in that moment I was acting from fear or like it's kind of splitting it but when you allow yourself to experience the intensity then you can really meet the trauma and rewire it which is again brings to the topic of this conversation embracing suffering it's embracing fully the pain that this trauma is holding or that you're holding around the story of this trauma. And, and the thing is, when you meet that intensity, when you meet the trauma, then you really meet the resistance. Before that, it's mm-hmm. more intellectualized. Yeah. But then you really meet it. And then... Can you find a place in you? Can be you be aware of a place in you that chose to be unaware there? Like it, it kind of pushes you to a more intimate meeting with yourself when you heal that because you can meet that place that chose to be not aware and then you're not anymore excluded, like... You're not splitting that anymore. You can include both the part that chose to be not aware and and stays conscious in other situation and also the part that was forgotten. You can now include it, forgotten or became a part of the subconscious. And when you include that, you then you can see you you have a choice then you can wire new strategies but you need to feel all the feeling that is there which means to have at least that intensity or even more and then you can it's like memory is uh, influenced by how strongly you feel the situation as more intense the situation is the memory is stronger and that's why trauma drains so much the psyche because it is an intense situation that we choose not to remember. So as more intense it is, the more draining it will be for the uh, psyche. To keep it unconscious, you mean? Yeah, Mm. to repress it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I want to spiral back to um, what you said about the trust and the um, not depending on the outer situation. Yeah. To be able to meet these things. Yeah, it's like a hack. Yeah, because for me, it's been uh, such a journey to learn how to trust myself. And, and coming from a family, like parents, that are very loving, but in a way overbearing. Like not trusting not really supporting me to trust myself because they know better. Like they, they are taking too much responsibility of my life and my decisions and my how, how I'm living my life. So there was like this constant, um, well, constant, maybe exaggeration. I love my parents. Love you, mommy and daddy. <laughs> but this um, strong signal that I cannot really lean on my own rational or mind that uh, that my decisions that I'm making that they that I'm actually not so trustworthy um, 
So my in, journey has in been... In your decisions, you mean? In your... Uh, how... Your logic of how you decide things, yeah? Yeah, just like in, in every aspect of life, I guess. Like, I'm, I'm not... Yeah, and it's how I live my life, how I make decisions. Yeah, decision-making. But you are trustworthy that if you say you will do something, you will do it. Yeah, like these little things, okay, maybe, but more in the decisions I make for my own life. In the judgment process. Yeah, like um, how, yeah, just choosing how I will, I want to live my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so my journey at some point started to be really like learning how to trust myself like i trust myself mm-hmm. i got my own back i want to stand in my own two shoes like i want to live my from from my center and not from someone else's so i guess there are other people also out there that have this experience like when of course, I, of course like if i have full trust in myself mm-hmm. i can just I can deal with deal with shit, but I when I don't trust. I don't I don't trust that I'm actually capable of meeting challenges. I'm not able to do mistakes because I can't even make the decisions because I'm so not. Um, well, what do, I'm I'm just not sure that I can trust my my decision making and my inner compass. Well, you can also someone can trust itself and still not be able to deal with stuff because of arrogancy like uh, i think i trust myself fully but i'm actually foolish because i am uh sure i'm right but i'm actually wrong and i can lead myself into like i know that way yeah, people say it's a cliff and don't go there, but I know it's the right way and then I fall down and smash. Like manic, for example. So it can be arrogant as well. So that would be the other extreme comparing to uh, frozen from fear and not trusting and giving all the power of judgment to other people's ideas. And yeah, it's it's to find... Uh, that it's like it's a process of making sense of life of the situation of the experience of myself and like that's what i'm leaning on it's like the sense making because it brings clarity that is beyond myself and beyond what other people say it is it can be um it can evolve from every opinion i hear and yeah some opinions can uh, force their agenda or manipulate into like that or be kind of missionaric and i have also the voices that come from what i do know as myself and these are also voices to listen to but doesn't mean that these voices are the absolute truth it's just more voices to include in the process of sense-making. And it's like to come into more inclusive view that includes myself and others. It's not like either or. To open the mind beyond what we think is ourselves or others. And at the same time to feel and to sense what is the situation not to hold on to an idea of how things should be that is uh, not related to what is it's like to be fully attentive and present and sense like what is here so open to sense in other ways and to look deeper into okay what is that feeling or what is that experience and what is that person saying maybe it's not exactly as i think it is what what am I saying uh, actually maybe I don't see that side within me to to check that to invite these uh, mm. more and more perspectives yeah and and what you're describing is when you are not in a free state you're not in flight and fright like uh, 
fight or flight or freeze. It's like you are able to hold yourself before you react. Um, well, because when we are reacting, we don't, we, we're not really acknowledging the choice that we have. But now you're really like exploring the choices. Like, okay, what what is the outer perspective? What is the inner perspective that I have from my old beliefs or like my, my ideas of myself? And, and then the conscious one who is kind of like exploring the possibilities and the situations. So it's degrees of openness. Um, reactivity. So in, in fearful reactivity, There will be less openness than um, than uh, angry reactivity, but also in angry reactivity, yeah, there will be a part that is not open now to listen. That that it needs um, kind of stronger mirror to realize. Oh, I'm actually too stubborn. I'm actually. Um, not uh, acknowledging certain limitation um, and also in sadness it's like there is even more openness but I might not notice that I interpret things as like tending to judge it as something negative like oh it's bad that it's like that instead of seeing the the freedom in that situation or whatever And yeah, fear in a way is even less open to perceive uh, new perspectives. It's even more uh, reactive, but still, and that is something we can practice. It's all about a habit. We can um, practice to wire ourselves. It's like to trust what we feel as love. And whatever it is in that moment, it's always evolving. But if we trust that, it just it kind of, it's a hack that allows to move through whatever. But what do you mean with to feel, with this love? To feel as love? So, just... To be clear about more what you ask, what do you mean about um, trusting love? Well, it, it's whatever you feel in the moment as love. I mean, I call it love and I know it's vague uh, definition, just the best word I can find to it. And it can very much be defined in a subjective experience. Like in your own experience, it can be defined as something else than love. It can be defined as your truth or what you want or the good thing. Whatever it is, it's like, it's just that sense. Like there is always a place that knows. It's like uh, what many can call like intuition. Like, there is a certain intuition in, in that moment. So, just listen to that in a way. That, But now you're assuming that I'm so connected and connected to myself. Which I, I, I know that or understand that from your two decades of self-practice is like obvious. But from my experience... And how I understand many people yeah. in the majority is like we are quite lost in our confusion and our reactions. It's like, oh, just to trust love and feel our intuition. It's like, what what are you even talking about? Can you can you make it more tangible? Like how instead of just assuming that I know what feeling the love, like, no, I'm right. Like That's my love. That's my truth. It's like, that's the reaction. And that's my truth. That's in that moment what I know as me. I'm not familiar with the deeper sense of me or love. I've maybe never tasted it consciously. Um, well, 
Uh, it actually also relates to something you said before. So, like, yeah, in a way, this is unfamiliar. And also now you say, maybe you never tasted it consciously. And that's exactly the thing. I think when you choose uh, that moment, you choose to integrate that fraction of yourself, like to to become more whole and to be more aware of like where you chose to um, remove part of yourself, like to repress, to be unaware of something. It's more of a remembrance rather than learning something new. So this unknown territory, it's, uh, it's not really unknown. It's just forgotten. Mm. So there is always uh, an imprint of some time that it was like before the choice of separating that piece. It somewhere exists always. So there is always that possibility to connect to that intuition that comes from the, in a way, the integrated self. That it's not necessarily fully conscious because the conscious is uh, um, still uh, in a stage that is somewhere uh, not having the the understanding of how to know itself, like the mental capacity for it. But, um, but it is there. The essence is there all the time. And ultimately, yeah, it's to do the shift of identity from what you know as you, like know from um, ideas, like I am like that or that, like the story, to the essence of you that doesn't need to know something specific. It knows itself as like from there it starts first of all it knows itself and then the story is created then there is the choice of what to not know and and yeah in a way we don't like this is why we go through that journey it's to integrate that awareness with the um ability to create a persona we we did not meet it from a integrated place that is also integrating the like a fully uh completed uh ego like that was finished to uh, if cre be created um but there is a, it's like there is, it's coded there, it's there, the, the potential is there. Maybe that can be a whole other conversation actually to how to connect into the intuition because I'm trying to bring it uh, quickly and we are uh, reaching to the end of our talk soon. Mm, what comes to me in practical terms, and I mean, <laughs> this is seared over and over again yeah but it's like what can support in these situations and every situation is mm. just to slow down like inhale exhale am i willing to be surprised by how things unfold instead yeah. of instead of jumping to a conclusion which is built on my belief system as it is now am i willing to doubt am i willing to be surprised yeah but i can take now your voice but what if i'm not what if i'm too reactive and i'm not remembering now to slow down of course yeah. so it's it's in a way the same thing and yeah slowing down is in a way a key to be not reactive it's easier to practice it when we are not uh, experiencing uh, intense uh, something. It's easier yeah. to, pr like meditation, I think is like the sitting meditation that just sitting and observing and then whatever impulse come just to observe and not react. 
And as more impulses come and I'm just observing and not reacting, the brain, with every impulse like that, the brain more and more changes to a state of being that is acting instead of reacting. More and more and more. But I also, from my own experience, know that the maybe the pitfall around that is to take the seat of a witness and not engage and not be active and as you have shared with me in our personal dynamics like I'm not bringing myself I'm more just you share your perspectives you share your challenges or mm, bring in your your view and I'm more just like listening witnessing not reacting so much but more internalizing it all and not allowing myself to bring it in and to acknowledge. So it's more just going into bypassing. Yeah, but there is also not fully acknowledgement of what is. And that is the, diff- the the thing with the meditation. Yeah, you can go into practice of meditation, but actually just disassociate from being present with yourself, mm-hmm. with your thoughts and your feeling and your physical sensation. But the practice of going into that, like, and in particular, sensing the body because it's the most tangible in a way, most grounded, and not to be reactive. Mm-hmm. And and I I practiced vipassana um, mm-hmm. quite much for a period, um, and it was truly profound. It really supported me to unwind burnout and and like a very reactive way of living but then um, then I reached a certain peak and I needed to involve something else and that's where shamanic breath work like more of an embodied approach more where um, I can go into the emotions I can express them and also the fact that the facilitator there's another being there that holds me and is there present with my my body so I guess at least in my journey I need these two approaches to come together to support um, my evolving nervous system or to um, get to deeper trust in myself so you you say in a way one support is that there is a facilitator that holds you, that it's kind of like if to take it to the basic uh, archetypal level, it's kind of like the father figure or the mentor or the one that will uh, take care of you. It's more like the mother. It's like oh, or a yeah, friend or, the or parent. It's, it's someone. Yeah, it's someone yeah. who really holds me. Yeah, it's the parenting and it supports yeah. me to reparent myself. Yeah. And in a way, finally, I can trust myself because the inner parents trust me. So it's reminder of your inner parent, if if you call it as inner. Yeah. So yeah. But you use the environment to remember of what is. And w- what was the other thing you said? That's the vipassana or the the silent meditation, the si- witnessing, being present with what is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not reacting. Not like if I feel that cry is coming, just like witness it, or like not move the body when there is an impulse to move. So like to just go to that, to mm-hmm. just be passive. It it was supportive to a certain level, but excluding the ability of the body to actually move and to dance and to be wild and mm-hmm. to scream, it's like for me both are very important. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um, also not fully contradicting uh, unless you exclude the other. There is a certain um, merging of those two. Yeah. And ultimately, when the presence is uh, continuously aware, like uh, of like the feelings, the sensations, the thoughts. So there is no need so much to be so excluding 
what you define as yourself from the experience in order to know its internal process, because eventually there is no internal process. It's all external for, for that witness, which is in a way you, which is like the essence of awareness. Right. And it's all part of that same phenomena, that same motion of everything. And the people we meet, it's, I mean, it is important. We, it's, I don't think it is possible that we become aware to all our parts without re receiving a mirrors, reflections that remind us parts. But um, still, there is that essence that knows itself in its wholeness, that don't need the mirrors to know itself in essence, or maybe to say, in a way, that's why that essence becomes a persona, becomes a person to meet other persons, to bring uh, the experiential aspect of meeting itself in all its aspects. It's, um, it's a bit like a hologram, that every piece of the hologram have the whole picture, but every piece express a dominancy of something else. Or even better example is the cells in the body. They all have the same DNA, but each one have a different uh, part of the, the genome expressed. But in essence, they are all the same code. So this code, in a way, knows itself through bringing itself in all its varieties so it all interacts together in harmony and each one of us is kind of like one cell of that body holding the same essence and each other person we meet reminds us another potential that exists in us so it's another perspective of how to meet ourselves. And then in our subjective experience, we can include that as part of what we know as ourself. So there is value to that very much. But the idea is, is to meet, is to be focused on meeting that essence rather than um, putting the effort on playing the, like... Um, it, it is to meet, it is to reflect to each other, rather than avoiding, rather than uh, hiding. Mm. So that's maybe a good um, place to end the conversation of today. It's like, by embracing suffering, that is in a way meeting ourselves or meeting existence in its fullness. If we keep the impulse to avoid suffering, I will not meet holiness. Um, yeah, and if you bring again the focus on that uh, main uh, theme that we thought to focus on. So, when I embrace suffering, which means in a way I lean towards where I feel suffer is and I relax into that I am not reactive I just instead of reacting I'll first do inhale and exhale so I can relax into that instead of being reactive when I do that I allow for a moment for it to be as it is then there is a possibility for me to be more aware of what is rather than reactivity that supports me staying unaware mm. when and, and in that moment intuition can be more clear 
and when the intuition is more clear then it's already like support supporting the next thing but further than that as more as i do that the more i integrate pieces of my uh personality into knowing itself as the wholeness of the self the more i am able to meet other people where they are at the more i can be empathic to where people are at i i can feel that place so i can evolve my compassion with the care with the passion i bring into caring about where they're at and and reaching out there to be with them in their suffer and supporting them to know themselves better i'm becoming more able in that sense and it's just a reflection if again you divide between inner and outer so it is same way i becoming more compassionate towards myself so i can stay more in the state of love in whatever way it comes again love can be expressed as fear as anger as sadness and of course as ecstasy as well or any other whatever but kind of observing it as a substance which emotions are made of so it's in a way the essential um a key to evolve the compassion is the choice to lean towards the suffering and relaxing into it rather than avoiding it accepting it embracing it not trying to create suffer but also not running away from it and leaning towards it because just to balance the instinct of avoiding because this is actually a particularly important something to be aware of wherever is suffering it's more important to be aware of that than something else because there is a key to evolve what i know as myself or in equivalent to evolve the harmony in my relations it's the same thing thank you i think this is a good place to stop today okay thank you encouraging um whoever is listening to reach out if you have questions or interesting topics you would like us to explore um be lovely to hear from you guys ah see you next week bye bye